There are a lot of tasks that absolutely exhaust me as a teacher and a mother, but the one that is the most taxing by far is the constant mental rehearsal of the never-ending to-do list. Until now. Hello, my Time Crunch teachers, and welcome to the show. This is your team teacher, Marielle DeRosier, here to help you optimize your teaching, technology, and time management. Ah, the to-do list, so satisfying to cross off, and yet so utterly exhausting to remember. I think the only thing I've ever liked about creating to-do lists is the process of picking out cute notebooks at Marshalls, and all the other aspects of it are completely not worth it. Paper to-do lists look good for maybe a day, then they get super messy because you're flipping back and forth between the pages and trying to remember which ones are located where. And then you always have one or two long-term items that just hang out and never get crossed off. We deserve a better method. And just like a seventh grader with a free hall pass, I went out into the world looking for answers and not coming back until I chatted with a few friends who had them. Here's the criteria my method needed to meet. It needed to be easy to use so that I actually used it. It had to be digital so that I could access it anywhere. And most importantly, it needed to be free. Well, guess what, Time Crunch teachers? I found it. It's the three-item Google task list. First things first, what's Google Tasks? Google Tasks is a free web-based program that basically looks like a long set of checklists that you can organize by topic. You can access it through Gmail or you can download the Google Tasks app for either your Apple or Android phone. It's super versatile and you can access it pretty much anywhere. If you happen to be logged into your Gmail account right now, go to the blue circled check mark that's on the right-hand panel. You can begin by creating a new list, and if you want, you can create one for work and one for home. But let's just start with the one for work. Here's my process. Begin by adding a task called Today's Top 3. These are going to be your most important tasks for the day and your only tasks. Don't worry, I'll explain that in a moment. Next, create another task category called This Week and one called This Month. Now, start adding all of the items to your task list. The items that have to get done this week will be moved and will go under the this week list. And the things that can be put off until later in the month will just shift under the this month list. For example, this week might be things like emailing a parent about a meeting or running off photocopies for a lesson on Friday. Items that go under this month might be something like meet with your team teachers to review the next ELA unit or finally use the bathroom on your own timeline, you know, that kind of thing. The cool part is you can create a subtask by clicking on the three dots of a task and selecting add a subtask, sort of like a category within a category. You can also just create a list item and click and drag it to indent it. All right, now that you have all the items you need to do, here's my process for determining how to prioritize my task list. In the evening before I go to bed, I like to look over my schedule for the following day. Then I look at my task list for this week and determine the three items I think I can accomplish the next day or the things that have to get done the next day. I then move them from the this week list to the today's top three list. Now they're ready to go for tomorrow. So you may be wondering why I only have three items on my daily top three. I found that three to four items is the optimal amount to make me feel like I've accomplished something and to also make sure I actually get those things done. I also often choose one sort of eh item that I don't really want to do and two to three, okay, I got this items so that I can chip away at both my hard and my easy tasks. 
What's also super cool about Google Tasks is that you can assign specific dates or times to them if you want to get a task done at a specific time. For example, one of my tasks may be to call a parent. So I put that on my task list, but I assign it for the time for three o'clock after school. The great part about that is now it's dumped into my Google Calendar and it will sync with that and it'll give me a pop-up reminder if I've set it to do so. Editing your task list is super easy too. You can create separate lists for work or your personal life. Also, once you've completed an item, you just click the checkbox and it disappears, which makes room for you to move things around. And the best part is you don't have to worry about dragging around some notebook with you all the time. Since I can access the list from my phone or desktop, it really is accessible at all times. Additionally, if you're looking at Gmail right now, the task panel is open right there next to everything so that you can immediately start typing items into your list as you're going through your email and seeing things come up. Also, if you accidentally check an item that you didn't mean to check, you can easily access it in the completed task section at the bottom of the page. If you're more of a visual person and would like to see my process in action, then check out the show notes to this episode. And I'll be sure to link my YouTube video where I go through all the steps of creating a Google task list, how to move it, how to categorize it, and my entire process. It really is a step-by-step method for making sure everything gets done. Three-item Google task lists. It really is the best thing ever. Okay, today's classroom story comes courtesy of my own son. One year I was teaching summer school and he actually ended up being in my class, which was super fun. But one day one of the other students noticed my wedding ring and she goes, you're married, which, you know, I found to be very incredulous, to be honest. But anyway, she goes, you're married. And before I can answer, she notices my right hand ring and adds twice. So if that wasn't bad enough, my son decides to jump in and try and help me. But the problem is, this is like the third day of summer school, and the kids have no idea he's my son since he calls me Miss D in class. And honestly, he doesn't really look like me, and he has a different last name anyway. So he jumps in after, Miss, you've been married twice? And he goes, yeah, to my dad. So as you can imagine, there was a lot to unpack there. But let me be clear, I've only been married to his father, which is my husband, once. And despite the fact that he introduces me as his first wife, or if he's being extra saucy, he'll say I'm his ex-girlfriend, which, while technically correct, um, morally is just rude. I'm so sorry that you have to be my free family therapy. I'll figure out a way to compensate you good people. But maybe I'll do a giveaway or something. (laughs) I really have no excuse for my family. It's just the way we are. Thank you so much for your kind attention today. And remember, time you enjoy wasting is not wasted time. Until next time, teachers.